It is January 22nd, 2009. Welcome to episode number 10 of Digital Photography Life. I'm Scott Sherman. And I'm Michael Stein. And on today's show, we have a special guest, Laurel Housden, the queen of all contests here on Digital Photography Life. Laurel is and was an enthusiastic amateur photographer who has made the transition to becoming a pro. She'll tell you all about how she did it, maybe give you some inspiration for how you can do it, and tell you the tools and tricks that have made her as successful as she is. But first, the theme music. So welcome to episode number 10 of Digital Photography Life. Today's episode is a little bit unique because we have a guest on from the very top of the show, the lovely and talented Laurel Housden. Say hello, Laurel. Hello, everybody. And we are very happy to have you. Laurel is the queen of all contests. Laurel was a listener of our previous show for many years, right? Mm-hmm. And when you started listening, you were kind of an enthusiastic amateur, correct? Mm-hmm. And what has happened to you since? I have become a professional family and portrait photographer here in my hometown in Gainesville, Florida. Well, I am sure that that will be an inspiration to all of our listeners. We're going to talk about your story, your journey, what you've learned along the way, You know, what has made it easier, if there are any mistakes that you've committed. You could share those so people don't do the same thing. But first, let's welcome everyone aboard this week, Michael. Yes, welcome everybody for joining us once again. Where can they find us? They can find us at person at, at photography at, <laughs> at photography.personallifemedia.com. You can write us at digitalphotographylife at gmail.com. And you can also Twitter us at Twitter com slash dp life and we also want to thank our sponsor smug mug a great service for sharing and perhaps even selling your photos you can check them out at smugmug.com they have two terrific offers available for our listeners the first is a year off your a year off michael I'm, I'm, a year off a year I'm, off your year first off membership your first half half <laughs> off your first year of service with smug mug uh, the other offer is for a free camera strap for any listener of Digital Photography Life who asks for one. And you can find links and codes for all those great offers over on scottsphotoblog.com. Laurel, you are a Smug Mug customer, right? Yes, I am. I'm a new Smug Mug customer. Do you want to give him a quick plug before we move on? Well, I use Smug Mug for our school's um, photography and they love it. And it's a great way for uh, you to share your photographs and to have everybody comment and purchase their pictures. And and I love the fact that you can even add video to it. So that's been really neat to be able to share those videos and pictures to all the uh, parents of the school and the children. And you signed up for that after we gave our 50% discount, right? Oh, absolutely. So that was a great, great discount. Thank you very much. Did the code work? There were no problems? No, no, okay. not at all. In That's fact, good. you get a free uh, trial with right. no commitment. And then uh, if you like it, which you're going to, you use the coupon and get some money off. I like everything with no commitment. Oh, absolutely. And 
I'm glad you spoke about it because, you know, we tell our listeners that the only people who will take on as sponsors for the show are services that we really love. And, you know, we think we're pretty much like most of the audience in our use of technology and the things we want it for and the things we like out of a service. So to hear, Laurel, that, you know, you like Smug Mug as much as we did, it, it just is reaffirming that, you know, we are in touch. With oh, absolutely. Not only do I love it, but, um, you know, the 80 sets of parents that use it at our school have, you know, commented profusely about how much easier it is and how beautiful the pictures look and and how they're able to uh, share those with their friends as well. So I highly recommend it. Check it out. Have you been selling any prints through, uh, through the Smug Mug? Well, we don't use it for selling prints for profit, but uh, the the uh, the parents that visit the uh, Smug Mug account, they, they purchase pictures for their own personal use, so we don't make any money off of it. But we make it easy for them to purchase prints if they want to, which they, they do. Great. All right, Michael, is there any other intro stuff that we have to get to that I forgot, or are we good? Well, we should also mention that you have a blog at scottsphotoblog.com. You did, didn't you? Well, we'll I say it again. I mentioned that or I mentioned our show site and uh, our our Gmail, but gosphotoblog.com. Am I supposed to pause this now that we're like talking off? No, no, no. Oh, okay. all, all of this nonsense is going to get into the show. We don't. We <laughs> yeah, don't edit. Unless, well, sometimes I cut stuff out and you don't know it, but yeah. You know. Oh, that's what happened to all the. I keep saying, why am I not getting emails about all these brilliant points I'm making? And it's because you've cut them out. Of course. You son of a gun! I got to start listening to the show. <laughs> Well, well you, you did say you can get all this information from Scott's photo blog, dot, your, your website, but um, you didn't mention anything about making comments. All yes. right, well, whatever. Level of detail, right? Ah. <laughs> I, I can't, you know, I can't stand to hear Michael corrected, Laurel, because <laughs> the minute I correct him, everybody says I'm mean, so right. I, I can't ever do that. Do you ever on. mention the Flickr thing? Do you guys still go on that? I do. I visit it all the time. So okay. men- mention the Flickr thing for everybody. There's also the Friends of the of Digital Photography Life, uh, the uh, Flickr. The Flickr thing. Yeah, Flickr. Frank, you know Frank does that, even though I'm, I'm an administrator and I started it. I mean, he really, he, he does it. Yeah, and they always have little photo contests there. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are any prizes, but it's uh, No, it's, it's fun, ama- but you should It's amazing that. What, what yeah. photos people put up there. I'm always like, wow, it, it's I'm a very not worthy. It's community. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and people just post photos all the time and have questions, and it's a great place. So the easiest way is probably to go to... Flickr.com and just search for digital photography well, can, life, right? Yeah, yes. And can't you you can put that link on Scott's photo blog as well. A right. good We also suggestion. have a Facebook link, which we don't use very much of or take much advantage of. But uh there we have a group on Facebook as well. We're very good at signing up for social media like most people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like most people, very bad at keeping up with all the social media. Although I'm enjoying Twittering. I have, you know, I got an iPhone, but I haven't yet Twittered, so I don't oh. know if I'm going to do it. I'm on to Facebook, but I don't think I can do Twitter, too. I Twittered you today. I Twittered about you 15 minutes ago. I said, Michael and I are sitting down to tape with Laurel Housden and link to your blog. <laughs> so you you were Twittered. How was it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to know if I'm being Twittered. You, you didn't feel a flutter when I Twittered? No. I mean, when you say the word Twitter, I get very excited, though. It's... Well. I've been doing boudoir sessions all day today, so. But well, we're uh, gonna yeah. we're gonna get back and talk about your boudoir sessions. Oh my sessions. god! You know, I'm the family photographer that's been shooting like all the desperate housewives. I'm doing all their mommies while they're at school. That's what I've been doing this week. Oh, well, we'll build up a little suspense first. <laughs> there are. 
two <laughs> comments that came into Scott's photo blog this week that I want both of you to comment on, okay? Okay. Now, I had written a blog entry just yesterday about some new firmware updates for uh, Canon and Nikon cameras. And someone made this comment that he um, he has a 50D and that he knows there were two quick firmware updates shortly after the launch. However, he writes, neither seemed compelling enough or necessary enough for me to risk to risk bricking my camera. That was a comment from Joe. Now, do either of you avoid firmware updates because you're afraid Mm-mm. they're going to fry your camera? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Michael? I don't avoid them, but on the other hand, I don't adopt them quickly either. I, uh, it's mostly because I don't usually find them very compelling <laughs> that they go, ooh, I need to have the latest firmware. Um, most of the time, it's not something that's affecting me. It's, it's some sort of esoteric bug that they fixed. And of course, there's always the, uh, you know, the things that they don't say that you know, they might be correcting some issues that they're not telling us about um, so that it'll make the camera perform better. Uh, but I'm never afraid of doing it. I just uh, it's you know it's a matter of downloading the files and putting it on your card and often I think with the Nikon's here often two files mm-hmm. you have to do it once and then mm-hmm. put on your card and then perform the update and then you have to take, put do that you, back to your computer and hook up the second file put that on there and then do the update a second time. What and what so, Nikon do you use? I have a D two hundred. Okay, well the D three hundred had a major upgrade with their last firmware update. So that's why I did it. And it made the diff- it was definitely worth it because there was enhancements that they actually put into the camera. But they don't do them too often. Right, right. If it, oh, that's yeah, that's a compelling reason to do an yeah. update when, when there's an enhancement. But when it's, you know, exactly. often it's just fi- fixing a bug with it. some, yeah. like, a very strange thing. If you do this one little thing and if you use this mode under these circumstances, it does this strange thing, you know, I don't do that, so it's not going to help me. <laughs> If if something's been announced, I'll I'll usually wait a week and then look at blogs and and get feedback of what other people are having. And if it's kind of safe, then then I'll go ahead and do it after a week. Right. If there's a problem, you would hear it pretty right. quickly. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so Joe, give it a week, but then feel free to get those firmware updates. And Michael voiced something in passing before, which you hear people talking a lot about. I don't know if it's urban legend or not, but it is this sense. And you'll often hear it that no matter what the camera company tells you is in that firmware update, a lot of people claim that the updates fix problems or somehow improve their pictures in a way that wasn't specified in the, the you know documents for that firmware upgrade. So there's always this idea that there's some kind of stealth improvements being made with the firmware upgrades. Right, because they would have to admit that there was a problem in the mm-hmm. first place. Right. So, and so they might know that there are issues and they just may not want to admit it or don't feel mm-hmm. the need to, you know, the need to admit it. So it's easier just to fix it and move on. Now, exactly. I don't know if there's any more truth to that than the fact that, you know, some people think there are alligators in the sewers <laughs> because, you know, people flush little baby alligators well, down well, the Well, that in Florida, there probably are some alligators in yeah, the sewers. Yeah, there are. They're freezing right now. <laughs> Laurel's got an alligator in her living room, so if she suddenly has to cut off, we know why. But, Joe, give it a week or two. Get those um, firmware upgrades because even if there's nothing in the description that you think you need, who knows, maybe there is. Uh, some Easter egg hidden in there that will improve your pictures. All mm-hmm. right. Another comment came in from Green Jellybean, hmm. which is a great name. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it's from an actual person, though. Okay. And uh, this is two shows ago. We were talking about the iPhone, 
And Green Jelly Bean wrote that he loves his Sony Ericsson C905 mobile and goes on to talk about the um, features of the camera. Now, this is a camera in a phone, 8.1 megapixels, a xenon flash, image stabilization, and face detection. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Then he goes on to say the phone is not a looker like the iPhone, but at least the camera isn't pants. Did, 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 did you ever hear that expression used like that? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> the camera isn't pants. So I, I, I Googled it, and sure enough, I found that um, in England, pants can mean, uh, where is this, of um, insufficient quality, inferior quality, or rubbish. I've never heard that. That's our, that's going to be our new word on the show, though. Okay, if anything's not good, we're just going to say it's pants. Okay. So all, all, all those other photography podcasts, they're pants. Okay. Okay, just teasing. They're trousers. They're good. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about Laurel. Uh, Laurel, yes. you were an enthusiastic amateur, uh, a hobbyist, and at some point, how long ago was it now? Was it about a year? Two, two years? It's been two years. Yeah. See, you, you still uh, look so this young. This summer will be two Stop it. <laughs> two years this summer. You decided to start making some money with your photography, right? No, actually one year. But I started listening to your show two years, and so that's kind of so, when it got started. All right. So I was right. It's one year that you've been in the business. Yes. Okay. So, and you had been listening to our show, and you had shared with me and Michael that, you know, some of the people we had on the show and some of the tips and tricks we had shared had empowered you and made you feel like this was something you could do. Absolutely. And you have a good friend who's also a photographer and he kind of did some handholding. You want to give him a shout out? Yes. Aaron Bailey. Hi, Aaron Bailey. Hey, Aaron. How, how can we find Aaron on the web? Yes. You can find him at awbailey.com. And he is an amazing commercial and real estate photographer. And he does virtual tours and panoramics. And he's truly inspiring. He's really good. So if you like that type of work, check it out. And he's also getting into more portraiture. And it's, uh, it's fascinating to watch him. Yeah. When you go onto his, head, his uh, site now, it's some uh, senior portraits, it looks like. On the so, so has, show up first. has Aaron been a uh, a mentor f for you? Absolutely, and he he actually started off as a professional relationship. Um, I had contacted him about doing virtual tours for another business that I had, and we kind of just really hit it off the first telephone call. And this was the point when I was making the decision to buy my first DSLR, and I didn't know if I was going to go Nikon and can or Canon. And he was the one that made the decision for me to go Nikon. So he helped me actually. He handheld me when I bought the Nikon D70. So <laughs> I owe it to Aaron. We mentioned Aaron's website, but let, before we forget, Laurel, where can they find you on the web? Well, they can find my website with my portfolio work at laurelhausden.com. And that's L-A-U-R-E-L-H-O-U-S-D-E-N.com. And my blog is thephotoenthusiast.com. And people can also see a lot of your photos on the photo enthusiast because it's uh, very interesting to check it out. A lot of the times you'll give some of the backstory to the picture and talk about how you captured that moment. 
Absolutely. So basically my blog is, uh, I'll show my latest sessions on there or I'll show my family and then I put a little photography 101 in there and I kind of tell you how I got the shot and uh, what's new, what inspired me and a lot of times stuff that I hear from your show I'll, I'll put on there as well. So when you started to transition to becoming a pro, what were the first things that you did? How did you get your feet wet? Well, I didn't know where to go to because there was so much information. And honestly, the first thing I ever remember listening to was the um, Photoshop TV because I was um, amazed by this Photoshop product. And then I just thought it was so overwhelming. And then I found uh, the, the podcast or the, the video cast and thought it was amazing, all the information that I was getting. And then from there, I you know used their recommendations for books and products and then uh, then podcasting became more popular, and I found your show, and then it was like every person that you had each week was exactly what I was trying to learn for that week, so it was like you were reading my mind, so, you know, the books that you would recommend, um, inspiration you would recommend, equipment, and it was just great, because I, I didn't even know these things existed, so that that's what really started it, and as I learned more and more and more, I transitioned into... Uh, you know, understanding my camera more and then learning more at the business end. Michael, is it time to confess that you really were reading Laurel's mind? Yes, I was. <laughs> you want to tell everybody about how you were born on that, you know, alien planet? And have- so what I want to know, which, because I can't really read minds, what, um, how, how did you suddenly learn more about the business end? I started learning more about the business end because I would find blogs online of professional photographers and then and read what they were writing about. And then I joined some professional groups online uh, that mm. talked about the business. And, and you know, they're, they're really, it, there's so many different structures that you can do to set up a business, and depending on what type of photography you want to go into, like travel or commercial, real estate. Uh, I do portraiture, so everything is a little bit different. Um, so I just kind of looked at what other people were doing and how they were presenting their work and how they were marketing their businesses and just kind of developed my own plan from, from that inspiration. We'll be back after this brief message. So what were the first, what's the first work that you solicited? You know, I want to get a sense of how did you first break the ice? What was the first job you got? Well, actually, I started doing, before I even got into portraiture, I was doing more landscape work with Aaron. Um, we weren't doing people, and uh, we ended up going to Cape Cod on the Digital Landscape Workshop Series last October, and um, I thought that I would learn so much about using my equipment, and <laughs> I got there and realized I really had so much more to learn about my camera. And so that, that actually inspired me to like step back and to really decide what type of work I wanted to do and focus on. And because I have three children, I thought, you know, I, I really like faces and people and capturing moments and memories. So then I, then I started doing more of that work and then getting involved with my children's school and doing their pictures and then as people were seeing how nice they were they were asking me more and more can can you shoot my children and I just started charging money for it and then I developed my website and my blog and uh, it's a way to show my portfolio and that's really what started it all and and it's really 
been good for a year. I mean, you know, a lot of people, when they get into the business, you know, they don't maintain it and they, they lose that um, desire very quickly. Um, if you just take baby steps and don't have any expectations and just have fun, then, then it's going to be successful for you. You're not going to make a million dollars. And there's only a few of us that do, or, and, and I'm not one of them, but just take it in baby steps and don't try to do everything all at once and really try to develop your style because it can be very consuming when you're looking at blogs and other people's work and then you're thinking, how do they do that? And that looks good. And then you look at your stuff and then you think, oh, then my stuff isn't like that, but then how do you do that? And you end up spending so much time looking at other people's stuff then you don't know what you want and you're not developing your style. So the first thing is to develop a style and to take pictures of what you like and what inspires you. And then as people like that, they'll want to buy that, then you can maintain that consistency and be very happy with the type of work that you're doing. So you started by approaching friends and doing some free sessions, it sounds like. And then as word of mouth started to spread, you started to charge. Is that right? Absolutely. And, and you have to do that. And I love photography, so doing it for free is not a problem. And I, like I said, I have children. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I would do the children at school. And then I made a website for the children, uh, for the parents to see the pictures that I was taking of their kids. And then they would talk about it. And then every time they'd see me, they'd ask me to take personal, you know, more private sessions of their children. Right. So then I would do that. And then they asked me this year if I would actually do the school portraits for the entire school. So I thought, wow. So that was my first big task. That's um, fantastic. It was, it was awesome. It's a small private school. So there's a, there's 80 kids. So I had to decide, okay, how I'm going to shoot them. I wanted to do something different. So I didn't take the backdrop. I actually shot them outside with one light. And then I had to figure out packages. And I'm thinking, how do you do that? So again, I researched it and I found some, uh, a really good company. Uh, am I allowed to say? Sure. Okay. I use uh, Miller's, which is the parent company of Impex, I believe. And they have what's called a pick and pack service in which that's how you put your packages together. It's a wonderful system, and you decide what you want to sell as far as 1 8 by 10 2 5 by 7 wallets. You decide on the price, and then you can put your packages together, make a brochure, hand it out at school. And then I use another um, company called um, Photocart, and that's my shopping cart. That's where people can go and purchase their pictures from me. Um, and so I set up the packages online. The parents can proof their kids' images online and buy the package. And then once the deadline has been met, then I fulfill that order in one session going on to the Miller's Rose system. And then I shoot them all up there. And then I got my pictures within two days. It was very easy. So let's talk more. Uh, you know, I think that the hardest part is really attracting the clients. Because there are so many resources out there, as you've said, for getting your pictures printed, for you know automating the payment and the shipping process, if that's what you want to do with it, or printing it from home, some people like to do. But you know, getting the client base is so hard. We got that you um, there was some you know word of mouth and the contacts through the people at school. Did you do any paid advertising? Yes, um, because my my target audience are families, children, maternity, and infants. There is a local family magazine here 
that I um, purchased a ad in, and I do it once a month. It's very reasonable. Is it like one of those freebies at the supermarket? No, uh, oh. no, it's okay. Well, it, it actually is a free magazine. Okay, but it's actually distributed to all of the schools in my area. So right. I mean, though that's my target audience. So it's right. not at the store. It's actually gets distributed in the folders of every school oh, in okay. the county that I work in. So not only am I assured that it's being handed out, but it's being handed out to elementary through high school. Um, and there aren't any other photographers that actually advertise in wow. this magazine. So if you're specifically looking for a photographer uh, that does children and families, then I'm going to be the only one. And then once they get to my website and see my work and then they follow my blog, you know, I've sold it because, you know, I, I, I do good work. So, so have you gotten a good return on those ads? Do you know? Oh, that? absolutely. Okay. I mean, it pays itself off every month. Okay. And I, I don't charge an obscene amount of money. I mean, uh, I, I want to build my client base. I want to get them having my product and sharing it with other friends and family. And then as I become busier and busier, then I'll raise my prices. But I want to make it, I want to build that base first before I start raising the prices. And what else? Did you do things like flyers and, and you know, local stores or any well, other actually, kinds of promotion? I volunteer. I mean, I do as much volunteer photography as I can. So in my, my uh, temple that I belong to, I do all of the photographs for the, the religious school. And then there was actually a person from um, my temple that was a board member of a local foundation that deals with children. And they had asked me to photograph some things for them. And so I got involved in that. So a lot of charity um, photography is a good thing to do for your soul, but it also increases awareness of your work. Right. Other, and, and other places normally they wouldn't know about you. So I, I've done a lot of that. And um, again, I've worked within the schools. And um, I do, um, uh, I, I take photographs of pets that are looking for homes. So things like that. So... Yeah, no, those are all, you know, good ways to sort of uh, do good. And, and, and also, also speaking, to... I'm sorry. The main thing, too, is I speak. So I um, speak to, I do little workshops for people who want to learn about DSLR, digital photography. And I use a lot of the information that I've learned from your show, as well as the information that I've gotten from Scott Kelby's blog. And I tell you, when we were talking about the firmware, what I usually do is I see what's going on Scott Kelby's blog. And if there's something new coming out, if there's some hardware or software or a glitch or a review, it's going to come there first. And so I follow that religiously. And those recommendations are, are wonderful. And then I, I pass those along to people who are learning about um, Photoshop and digital photography. Mm-hmm. And then speak. Uh, that's what I said. Speaking. So libraries. I'll do. I'll do some workshops at libraries. Again, at my temple. I do a photography class at a the school that my children go to on Fridays, and that's a lot of fun. And I love sharing the information that I've learned because when I was starting, I didn't have a mentor in the very very beginning, and I just found it very difficult to find the information. So when I found your blog and your podcast. That's what really started it because you were sharing this information that I didn't even know about. I, and it was just, you opened the gate. Hey, Michael, anything you want to say? Because I know that Laurel and I are going back and forth like a ping pong. <laughs> I know. It's hard, it's hard to look. I don't want to interrupt. It's going so well. <laughs> it's interesting because I'm trying to sort of not necessarily become much of a pro, but I'm trying to um, start doing some senior photography. Mm-hmm. 
and I did a couple of those this year, and I have a request for, again, someone. I'm going to do a wedding this year, and I hope to do more seniors this uh, yeah, this year. I guess people like to do it. I guess that happens in uh, in autumn time, so it won't happen until next autumn. That's so interesting um, that you're saying that, because that's a whole separate genre that I was looking into, and I found some wonderful information online. There's one place called Senior Solutions, and it's a whole network of, uh, photographers that do seniors and they share their um, ideas as far as packages and different products that those seniors want and, and how to right. break into the school. So that's so great that you're doing that. Yeah. When you're talking about seniors, yeah, high school students we're talking about. Yes. Yes. And uh, <laughs> but I, th- I thought it was a lot of fun because they're usually very into it and they're, they're you know, it's different than su- shooting a little child, which is what I, you know, I shoot my kids all the time mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, it's hard to get photographed in these days. They don't, they don't want to be photographed. <laughs> yes. Although they, they say they're willing to do it for money now. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, you know, a thing with senior photography, you know, about rep cards and getting them to promote you. you. You make them little comp cards or rep cards with their pictures in it and then your information on the back. And then you make a stack of them for them to hand out to all their friends at school. And when they see their picture, oh. they think, wow, who did this? And then they hand out the cards, and all your information is on the back. Right there, and then there you, you make go. it a sentence. Spread for the that word, senior. yeah. Yeah, just say, you know what? For each person that books a session with your card, then I will keep track of that. And when you reach a certain level, you'll get a twenty-five dollar print credit, or maybe another photo session. And that totally, you know, inspires them to go out and pass out your cards or their cards with your information on it. So I guess the the smart way to do it is you you find the most unattractive kids in the whole school you take their picture make them look good they hand out the card you know and the other kids are looking in and saying wow you know if she could make that one look good she must be a talented photographer right <laughs> see that could that could be a guerrilla marketing technique now, now the most difficult part i had with it is really pricing mm-hmm. that was really the tough part because i don't want to I want to I want to be competitive and you know and also because I'm new at this so to speak and but I don't I want to price myself too too low at the same time you know I want to I want I want my work to be valued and so it's a tricky it's a fine line um, but in some cases I mean actually people have sought me out for it which is the interesting thing because they saw my other photos again I guess like mm-hmm. you and they go wow I like your work and you know they were looking for photographers they were just thinking. Well, I looked around all the other photographers, but it's it's you who I want. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm in demand. You know, that's kind of nice. Well, my thing when I was starting out with pricing, and that's a very good point, is what is the norm? What what um, are expectations, and and what are other people doing? And other photographers, you know, they they don't want to share, you know, their pricing plan. But you know, where do you start? So I know what you're saying with the seniors. What is it that those seniors want? You know, basically yeah. that they, they want pictures for their yearbook. Right, and they, they want your fan, and they share them with their family. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what I did is I I, I just Googled uh, senior photos and uh, and looked at all the different kinds of packages people are all over the country are that's are a offering. huge market. And I yeah. and I'd see well, you know, they're charging for two hour sessions, and they would you know how many clothing changes they would do, you know, and all that stuff, and uh, and so so I got ideas, and then I would just charge a lesser amount. There than you, like what there our, than what the studio than what the local studio would charge, but you know? within but within the ballpark, I mean, but within the like ballpark, half, right? Right, but I mean the thing is, and the thing is, I would spend. You know, I found that I, I only spent like ninety minutes shooting, mm-hmm. 
And, and but then I would spend three. I was probably I'd probably spend three hours doing finishing. You know. Mm -hmm. Because I'd have to call the images, and then I'd have to decide which are the really, you know, I'm not going to show them all the images. I'm just going to pick out the best ones and then touch and, them and up. What is your workflow? Um, I mean, normally when I go out, my sessions are two hours, and I'll go out usually to a location of their choice, be it a park exactly. or I'll do like an urban setting, so we'll go downtown. So they'll have me for up to two hours, as many clothing changes as, as they want. And then I'll end up shooting, I could shoot up to 800 images, but then I'll bring them all in Lightroom, and then I go through, and ultimately I want to end up with 60 finished proofs for them to actually look That's at it. in their gallery, and then from those 60, then they can choose whatever images they want for product or enlargement. But I, I try not to show them any more than 60, because those 60, I want those to be finished. I don't want them just to be like, you know, a little bump, that those are the finished Exactly. No, I do the same thing. I go to Lightroom. I I, I, I set my you know my rejects and my picks, mm -hmm. and then I go through them again, and I try to weed them down, and so that you know I want the set to look like a non. I don't want them to look duplicated. Mm -hmm. You know, where each image is uniquely different from the next one, and so that you're not seeing like three pictures of almost the exact same thing. I'm just gonna pick that winner. Exactly. Uh, um, and then I'll you know then I'll I'll I usually. Um, Process them as much as I can in there, and then I'll I'll bring them into Photoshop, and do some last minute things. Well, you bring them into Photoshop through Lightroom, so they come in as PSD. Actually, actually, I don't. I, I usually just um, I'm not a purist. I guess I, uh, often I'll just uh, export them as as JPEGs mm -hmm. at that point, and then I'll bring them into Photoshop and just edit them, and usually one edit, and then save it out. And you know, that's a great way to do it because as of late. I have been doing it that way. I bring them in through Lightroom, and then at the fifth picture that I'm working on, then the engine of the computer is just going nuts, and then it, it's just too much processing, and then it goes really slow, and then I get very angry, and then I want to throw it out the window. And you know, last week I decided to go Mac, so I went and I bought the new 17-inch MacBook Pro with the Mac screen. Ah, uh, yes, I'm probably going to get that this I'm totally year. Going Mac I'm hoping, now, baby. yeah. Oh, good for Once you. Once you go Mac. You never go back. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny because I was watching on Scott Kelly's blog. They did these wonderful video tutorials on what's so hot about CS4 because I still haven't upgraded. And the first thing they're talking about is just the speed of it and how it just totally enhances. It, it uses, it has the software built in to work with your hardware. Does that make sense? And Yeah. And so. Scott, Scott also mentioned that, uh, that he wanted to throw his Mac across the room a couple of times. Well, that makes me nervous now. Well, no. But, well, he had bought the 15-inch one, and because, oh yeah, <laughs> because because there are all these new gestures on the Macs on the on they have those uh, the mouse right, pads. right. And what happens is you can actually start rotating your canvas, and he would do that accidentally, and <laughs> would get very frustrating. And you can't turn off the gestures, at least not yet. Oh no! All right. Well, just to play devil's advocate, um, I use a Mac. I do um, just use Lightroom to send my photo over to Photoshop and work on it as a PSD so I'm not losing any image quality. Mm -hmm. Then save it, close it, at which point it goes right back into the Lightroom gallery from which it came and never had any memory problems on my Mac. And, you know, I'm not feeling like I'm compromising by working on a JPEG. So it is, you know, maybe you'll find you can do it. Laurel on the new machine without that 
terrible Windows sensation, you know, by the fifth picture, everything starts oh, yeah. chugging along and feeling like it's going to pass out on you. I well, mean, I mean, I'll do I'm a batch. I'll do, sorry. No, I was going to say, I, that was my, my big thing for the new year. I just, it was just too much. And I was waiting for keynote uh, for the Mac uh, Expo in January because I thought they were going to put those new video um, graphics into the iMacs and they didn't. So they did the 17 inch. So I thought I'm going to do that. And I went ahead and got the cinema display to go with it. So I have that dual monitor. Perfect package. The, yeah, you have the best of both worlds. I mean, it is an expensive package. But considering how much money I put into this PC in time alone, you know, I'm going to make that back up. And the fact that I can have my desktop with the cinema display, and then I still am mobile with the uh, the MacBook. So I'm looking forward nice. to being able to do yeah. that. Very nice. Now, you have found some products you really like mm-hmm. to streamline that whole processing side of things, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to share with everybody what you're using these days, your your Photoshop plugins? Well, I, first of all, I shoot with Nikon. I have a D300, and I um, use Lightroom, and I have CS3. And uh, when I'm I finished, assume you have Lightroom too. Lightroom too, okay. yes. And then when I for my finishing and my post processing uh, in Photoshop is I love Nick products. They're wonderful, and I was first introduced uh, to Nick products on your show. And then when I went to the Digital Landscape Workshop series. Series, I learned more on how to use those products, and they're fantastic. I love Color Effects Pro. I love Define, and, and it allows me, I mean, I can shoot 800 with a D300, but if I need to go higher, I know that I have Define that'll fix that up, and I love the different color effects and the, and the whole color effects um, series, the fact that they have the cross-processing and the black and white, and that you can selectively put these actions into any part of your image and then bring it back into Photoshop as a layer and then kind of brush in, brush out. It's phenomenal. Um, and so that's been very helpful. And then I, I like Kubota. Uh, Kevin Kubota's products are wonderful in the totally rad action sets. But, you know, you know, people always talk about actions and they lose focus on, let's try to get it right in that camera first and then, and then use some of the actions to kind of fine-tune it. I've seen a lot of photographs lately that are all starting to look the same. And I look, when you look at a picture and you can immediately say, man, that's been done up in Photoshop. Now, that's not my style. That may be yours, but that, that's, to me, is just be very careful when you're using the actions. I totally agree. I, it's, you, you don't want your photograph to look over-processed. Mm-hmm. You want it to look natural and aesthetically pleasing. And sometimes it's just, over, things are just overdone. Yeah. Yeah, so just have fun with them and you don't need them all. I mean, I've seen people who spend so much time and trying to get actions and 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 then they feel like they have to use them because they bought them and they and I'm like you totally lost focus of the image. You know, let's work work on that. And really an image needs a basic curve adjustment, a bump it up a little bit, fix the colors, saturate it, and you can get a lot of that done in Lightroom. So, oh, yes. um uh yeah. Well, let's talk about something we started to tease at the beginning of the show. We know we talked about that you do the senior portraits, babies, families, kids. I've seen a lot on your blog where you do couples. It looks like some engagement shots. Engagements, or yeah. Worship shops. But at the beginning of the show, <laughs> you brought up, Laurel, that your, your latest venture mm-hmm. is doing boudoir photography. Mm-hmm. I love that. Boudoir photography. Boudoir. So that means and you're laying down Day. in bed. While your subjects are running around or what? 
Do you get to be in the boudoir or what? No, no way. It's okay, so, so fun. So what is boudoir photography? Boudoir is, just is, it being, a gro- is it a growing field? I don't know. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I've noticed a lot more photographers blogging about it now because it's Valentine's Day and that's Ooh. a great way to have little mini sessions. You know, with the holidays over, you know, why would anybody want pictures now in January and Valentine's Day? Right. So boudoir is more of a sensual photography, um, usually of women. And uh, my style is just more kind of the art, more artsy. I don't do nudes, um, but I do the, more like a, the peekaboo um, pictures. And my clientele has actually been a lot of the parents of the kids that I've been shooting at the school. <laughs> so um, I hooked Is up. any of this on your website or we don't get to, you, we don't get to see this? Well, I'm actually going to blog about it this week because I finished doing a session this morning of a very beautiful girl um, who's a mother uh, of three children at our school. And, you know, these are the 30 plus ladies. And it just made me feel so good to be able to make somebody feel good. Did you get her permission to? You absolutely. Know? She, okay. she sought me out. Um, no, no, I mean to blog about it. Are you going to put you pictures get a, of her? Absolutely. Well, before I, I do any work on a model or a client, I get a model release and, right. and that, I'm sure that's for another show, but definitely get a model release. Um, and I'm certainly not, it's because I gear toward more family. I'm not going to put anything risque on my blog, but I'll maybe show her boots of her putting them on or, or maybe an interesting backs her shot from the back. But I actually hooked up with a hairdresser who does makeup and hair. And she had contacted me uh, about a month ago. She had a client who was about 48 and wanted to do something special for her husband. And she wanted a Tina Fey type session. Of, I don't know if you saw the Tina Fey uh, that Annie Lebowitz did in the January Vanity Fair. And so she wanted something like that. So I thought, what, okay. What is that? What was it like? She had on a white shirt with a black skirt and her hair was blown out. It was a gray black background. Very sexy. It was sexy. So I okay. went and did this and... It ended up being a four-hour shoot because not only was it that session, we we went outside and we put on different clothes and hair and and just had a field day. Did she resemble Tina Fey? Not at all. Oh, so but you know so what I will. I, I'm I, just trying to see. Was I want you to be honest? Was this Sarah Palin who who you shot like that? <laughs> She's much 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 more beautiful <laughs> than Sarah Palin, my model. So ah, Sarah Palin. Oh, a girl. She, yeah. She, well, that's for whatever. Show. So. Okay. Uh, but you know that that man. I tell you what, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying watching the new guy because he's hot. I, Obama. I, oh yeah. Would you Would you do a boudoir photograph of him? I would, and his <laughs> wife together. I would love to do that. So do, if you're listening, you? Michelle and Barack, I would love to do a a couple session with the both of you. I, I, I would imagine <laughs> that for the women who you photograph, who are not you know, professional models, so they're not mm-hmm. used to, you know, strutting around, you know, half-dressed or trying to look seductive, you know, in front of a strange man. I would imagine that being a woman gives you a bit of a competitive advantage in booking boudoir shots, right? Absolutely. And that's what's happened. Already from this one session, I've shot six just by that one session. Right. And they're sharing it with their friends. And what I do, I give them the whole package and I and you know I make them feel good. It could take a couple hours, and I have a, a home studio, so I have you know plenty of, of uh, you know settings for that. And then I put together a very nice ten-page flush mount album for uh, the model in a nice black box, and we call it the little black box. 
And then that's what they're giving to their partners or husbands or lady friends for Valentine's Day. And they're very classy. And then what's happening is they're getting looked at before Valentine's Day. And the husbands are now asking to see the rest of the gallery so they can purchase more pictures. So that's been nice. But I will tell you what. This week, if you come to my blog, I will show you the Tina Fey shoot that I did. And I will show you a few little sneak peeks of what I did today. Okay, so if you want to see Sarah Palin, I'm sorry, if you want to see not Sarah Palin, Laurel, give your blog's address again. It's www.thephotoenthusiast.com. Have you been asked to take any pictures that you wouldn't take? Uh, any any job offers that you had to decline for moral or aesthetic or legal reasons? No. Okay. No, not at all. Not at all. But it's a lot of fun. And I really think a guy can't do this. And I've seen boudoir done in a male point of view, and it's totally different. And ladies listening, you know what I'm talking about. Uh-oh. And no one has sought me out to do boudoir photos. <laughs> all right, Michael, you can take some pictures of me in my, in my, in my flannel pajamas. Well, I actually got a call today from a lady who wanted a session with her husband so that was a little different. I never thought about that. A kind of we call it a couple session now. So I, you know, I haven't done it yet, but I'm I'm game. Oh, oh, we might have to rescue. I, I'm, I'm nervous for Laurel now. What she's getting herself into? <laughs> just you know, just have a safe word, Laurel. That's my only advice. <laughs> All right. So anyway, wait. I have to say a special shout out. I do maternity too. I love doing maternity sessions. And when I do maternity, it's usually at the 32nd week. And it's basically a focus on the mom to be and her belly and, and how she looks and usually with her partner. And they're really nice sessions. And there's a very special lady by the name of Stacy who lives in Baltimore that's going to have a baby very soon. And I wanted her to know that I'm going to come and see her soon. Um, and if I don't take her maternity, I'll definitely like see her beautiful new baby. All right, Stacy. Stacy in Boston? No, Stacy in Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. Oh, good morning, uh, Baltimore. <laughs> then you'll, I, be, you'll be near me. Are you going to come see me? Absolutely. Oh, what, yeah. what, month, what month is this? That you're I'm, gonna probably, I'm probably going to come up in the springtime. All right. Stacy, have that baby quicker so we can get Laurel up here. I <laughs> well, you know I'm soon. from Annapolis, so I'm, I'm, Maryland is my home turf. So, Laurel, I think that what you're doing now is really kind of living the dream that a lot of enthusiastic amateurs and hobbyists have of starting to, you know, make a real living at your photography. So it was something that, you know, a year ago you thought was impossible. Mm -hmm. Now you're well on the road Mm -hmm. to being successful, to have accomplishing what you dreamed of doing how does it feel it really it feels good it it makes me happy and it makes by being happy it makes me a better person um and the fact that i'm able to go out and meet wonderful people and involve my family and and just do what i like but really check your ego out the door don't start out and and start charging so much money where where people aren't going to be um giving you the money um, but be very gracious in giving with your photography and give back. And then once you do that, it will come to you. And that's what I've done. Uh, just by doing what I like, people get notice me and then they want to pay me for that. And that to me is the biggest compliment is when somebody wants to give me their harder money to take a picture of their child. That I can't ask for anything better than that. 
All right. And if people want to contact you, are there email links through your websites? Oh, absolutely. And please feel free to email me at um, from, from my blog at thephotoenthusiast.com. Make sure you put that the there. And just say you heard me on the show, and I'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. Um, and just continue listening to this show because there's just so much information that comes in and inspiring. Look at other photographers and just listen and um, try to develop your own style, but by using their guidelines. And definitely learn your camera. All right, get it right in that camera. Don't Photoshop is not a verb, okay? Get it right in that camera. Read the manual. I tell you, that turns me on more than anything is my manual. <laughs> I love the manual. So when you have time, actually read it. You may learn something. All right. Well, this is from the woman who's doing boudoir photography. What turns her on more than anything <laughs> is the manual for the D300. So Laurel's husband, if you're listening, don't don't get those boudoir pictures of yourself. Just get that little <laughs> black book and put a manual for the D300 in there and you're guaranteed a happy Valentine's Day. Skip the chocolates. Skip the diamonds this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Buy me a lens. I want a fish eye. That's what I want for Valentine's Day. Oh, now you're getting kinky. A fish eye. You're a wild woman. Uh, Michael? We are going to yeah. wrap things up. Is there any uh, closing comments you have? Oh, closing comments. Be good. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank you all for the incredible reviews you've all been doing. Well, not all of you, but many of you have been doing. 64 of you have given us on iTunes. That's iTunes America. Uh, there are, you know, uh, iTunes is specific for every country, but here in the States, 64 of you were nice enough to leave us uh, by the vast majority five-star reviews, which are really, really helpful in terms of helping us to build our audience because people look at that average review rating. Maybe they look at the first two or three reviews and it really helps us build the community and we're all about doing that. Thank all of you who entered our photo contest. The Joy of Photography will be announcing the results soon. If you want to see the pictures from our photo contest, as well as some of Michael and my shots, you can check that out at dplife.smugmug.com. Speaking of SmugMug, that's our SmugMug site, right? Yeah. And no contest this week, so you all are free to not hunt for any clues or send us any emails uh, to enter a contest. Just go out, take a lot of photos, have a terrific time. Maybe take your own Valentine's Day photos, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, Michael and I were just talking today, Laurel, about our next contest, trying to get the theme. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe boudoir photography could be our theme, Michael. <laughs> but but, but you, you, can't, you can't send in photos that are pants. Try to take a sexy picture without showing anything. It's the art of what lies beyond well, without showing anything like just like a blank picture well don't show anything I mean, you know that's... any any graphic body parts exactly just kind of just the peak just like an induendo enticing yeah so what what's it give us a like if you like come to my blog the, this uh, week i will titillate anybody who who comes to it i will put up some example shots of right. what you can take all right that's not risque but sexy all right. Well, the title for this show's episode is I Will Titillate Anyone. <laughs> That's it, Michael. It's a wrap. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you, Laurel. Thank you.